I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. With Iran, special coverage on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Hey, welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Uh, we're talking about throughout the day today uh, this deal out in uh, Iraq. There were some missiles launched from Iran, and uh, throughout the day, uh, Utah's representatives and senators have been briefed uh, on the goings on out there. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, in a classified setting, spoke uh, with all of Utah's House members. We've been throughout the morning speaking to them, uh, and we, we're going to be joined in this segment by Utah Representative Ben McAdams, who joins us now. Sir, I'm grateful to you for calling in. How are you? I'm good, Lee. How are you doing? Not too bad at all. I'm grateful to you for joining us. You today attended a classified briefing, again, hosted by Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, Secretary of Defense, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, uh, CIA Director. Uh, let me ask you a very basic understanding, of course, that much of this information is, is classified. The setting was classified. Uh, but I think we've heard some, some takeaways by others. If you're able, sir, what have been your takeaways from that briefing? Yeah, and let me just reiterate what you've already said, which is I'm I'm not going to disclose any information that was said in a classified setting. There's, uh, we have to maintain that level of trust, and so uh, it was an honor to sit with Secretary Pompeo and and other uh, uh, others of our military leadership. And let me first just give credit where credit is due. I am so grateful that uh, we, it, throughout this whole uh, affair and with the response from Iran, that um, our leadership was able to ensure that no American lives were lost that our, our troops and our, uh, our those, those families here in the United States who have loved ones serving abroad in Iraq, uh, that they are safe and that, that no life was lost. And so I'm grateful for that. And then I think there was also a collective, um, you know, sigh of relief that, that um, with the, the steps that were taken and the, and the retaliation that was taken by Iran, we are in a position right now that we can hopefully explore other options. I don't think anybody wants war. And then that needs to be our option of last resort. It certainly is, is an option that is always on the table, but it is one that needs to be an option of last resort. And uh, and we can take advantage of this moment right now to, to do an inventory of where we are and what are our goals for the Middle East. And what I want to see is a, is a comprehensive strategy, the president working with the Congress, and, and I stand ready and willing to work with the president on this. And when we go, uh, you know, we may have our differences, but especially when it relates to American security abroad, we are on the same team. And I stand ready to work with the president to identify those goals and identify a strategy going forward for the, the, the United States. And what some of the things that I want to see, I want to make sure that we stop terrorist activities, that ISIS does not have a resurgence, that our strategies that relates to Iran and to the Middle East is to stop terrorist activity. 
and, and Iran has been a state sponsor of terrorism. That behavior needs to stop. We need to see, I want to see a stable Middle East, one where we can bring our, our troops home and, uh, and out of the Middle East with a security that that area is going to stabilize and they are going to uh, respect some of the basic tenets of human rights and dignity of, of individuals that they, can, that they can come back home, that we have a safe and stable Middle East. Sure. Uh, so I'd like to make sure that we get on the same page, discuss those policies that are important to the president, important to the national security of the United States, and then work together as Americans to ensure that we have a comprehensive plan uh, to move forward to, to implement that, that the president uh, uh, gets the support of Congress and that Congress delivers that to the president. We can come together on mutual goals, put partisanship aside, and really work for the best interest of our country. Let me ask you this. Uh, it was my understanding that one of the themes of this briefing you attended, the classified briefing uh, where the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, explained some of the things along with some others, uh, was the justification for the drone strike of last week. Uh, were, were you satisfied uh, that the United States and the President specifically had adequate uh, justification for the actions he took in killing uh, Commander Soleimani? You know, that's something that is, is going to be debated for the, the coming weeks, and, and it's some, certainly something that's important to look at. What I want to just emphasize right now is that Mr. Soleimani, uh, Soleimani, no one is mourning his death. He was a bad person who has the blood of hundreds of Americans on his hands. He was uh, one of the primary actors in orchestrating acts of violence against the United States that has resulted in the loss of American lives. And uh, I am not going to lament or mourn for one second uh, his loss. Uh, what I'm going to be focused on now going forward is what is the strategy that we have? Do we have concrete plans that will leave the United States in a better position tomorrow than we're in today? to be safe for Americans and American interests abroad, to be secure, for there to be a stable Middle East, and for there to be an end to the terrorism that we've seen over the last many decades. And uh, and that's what I hope to see. And I want to work, uh, you know, I'll leave it to the academics and others in Congress to debate um, uh, what's happened so far. What I want to look at is comprehensive plan going forward that's uh, coming together, Republicans and Democrats, looking for looking out for the best interest of the United States abroad. We're getting reports right now that there are sirens being heard, warning sirens uh, in Baghdad near the area of the U.S. Embassy, the same embassy which was uh, where, where which was the scene of protests by demonstrators and militia members uh, last week, which really uh, arguably kicked off this whole deal uh, as this. And I, I bring that up right now, and we're going to get a special report from ABC News here uh, in a short while. Uh, but I bring that up now to illustrate the fact uh, and the reality that this situation is likely not over. There will be further actions by different actors involved. I'd like to ask you, in the face of that, what what do you believe should be the role of Congress as this progress or as this process continues? Well, I haven't heard about any um, any recent actions. I'll be looking at the news as well. Sure, I'm sorry. I'm just seeing I'm seeing these headlines handed to me right now. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I think we'll, we'll watch these headlines as they develop over time. I think the role for Congress needs to be ha to have a healthy and productive conversation with the administration about what the concrete plans are for the United States going forward. What are America's goals in the Middle East? Um, what are our shared goals and how do we best achieve those? And we need to do that. Look, there's going to be disagreement. That's, that's the nature of a democracy like ours. But we need to do that with the best interest of the country at heart and, and come together. Uh, and, and I stand 
you know, among people who are willing to work with this president. Um, not to say we, we were going to agree on everything, but I, I think disagreements can, can be a strength if we, if we have constructive and positive disagreements, but come together to concretely identify what our goals are for the Middle East and what our strategies are going to be. Are, are to achieve those goals. The president this morning addressed the the people, uh, the media, and the nation. And uh, his last comments were, were regarding peace. He and I'll read this sentence to you. He says, "Finally, to the people and leaders of Iran, we want you to have a future and a great future, one that you deserve, one of prosperity at home, in harmony." With the nations of the world, the United States is ready to embrace peace with all who seek it. That desire to see peace in Iran among its leaders and also those who live there uh, it, it presupposes that they have the capacity for peace, uh, both the leaders and the people. Do, are you optimistic enough to believe that the, there can be peace in Iran and that we, in the face of the events of the last few days uh, and weeks, that we can get to that point? You know, I think we have to be optimistic. There are other countries in the Middle East that are stable, that are uh, democracies, that are prosperous economies, and we have to be optimistic. We have to be cautious, and we have to protect our American, our American interests, but the people of Iran deserve to have the prosperity that their neighbors in, in Jordan and, and other areas of the Middle East enjoy and, uh, and that we enjoy here in America, and, and we want them to have peace. We want them to be prosperous, and that needs to be part of our strategy. A stable Middle East is one where... Uh, there's a, a, a stable democracy and stable government that protects the individual liberties and prosperity of their people, and they can do it without American involvement. And that has to be amongst our goals. And so I was, you know, I was heartened to hear the president's call for peace and expression that that's what we want. That's what I want. Um, nobody wants war in the Middle East. Like I said earlier, it is an option that is on the table, but it is an option of last resort. And, uh, and there's better ways to accomplish it, you know, uh, for the United States. And, and the interest of the United States and for the people of Iran. I, I, we want to avoid avoid a costly um, escalation of this. And and I hope that with the the fortunate circumstances turning out as they did last night with the attacks or the retaliation by Iran, that no American lives were lost. Let's take that opportunity to de-escalate and to look for those opportunities for peace and prosperity in the Middle East and, and a stable Middle East uh, that can proceed without. Uh, expensive and protracted U.S. involvement. Congressman Ben McAdams, I'm grateful to you for your time. Thank you for joining us following that briefing you attended, explaining what uh, what happened and what were the motivations uh, for our uh, for the strike and uh, an update on the events in Iran just last night. Sir, I'm grateful to you for your time. Very good. That was Congressman Ben McAdams. I've just been handed a, a tweet uh, from Senator uh, from Senator Mike Lee, rather a statement rather he just made on Fox News. Senator Lee just said, quote, worst briefing I've seen in the years I've been in Senate. We'll delve into that. We'll see what he's saying here next. We'll share it with you on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.